You're with SBS Radio. Find more great stories in your language at sbs.com.au. In this bulletin, the federal budget seeks to improve the lives of First Nations people. Anthony Albanese answered questions on budget and visa processing. And health insurer Medibank confirms hackers had access to its customers' personal data. federal budget delivered last night includes several initiatives intended to improve the lives of First Nations people. $81.5 million are earmarked for up to 30 community-led justice reinvestment initiatives in Australia, which, according to Attorney General Mark Dreyfus, will turn the tide for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. The budget also includes funding for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander legal services to provide culturally appropriate legal service. But Jamie McConaughey from the National Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Legal Services is worried the funding is still not enough. It is concerning that the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander legal services, the ATSALs, were not considered in this budget. So a lack of funding inevitably sees that Aboriginal legal services will continue to absorb pressures. The Aboriginal legal services have been at the genesis of self-determination. They were the engine room for reform and they are still the advocates and the protectors of rights of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. $314 million will be invested to improve access and care for First Nations peoples in high-need locations and target key chronic diseases that disproportionately affect their health. The funding of the National Aboriginal Community Controlled Health Organization will increase twofolds. The government also plans to spend on training First Nations health workers. Anthony Albanese talked about the processing of visas and mentioned the federal budget includes a substantial improvement in the funding of home affairs. The federal budget has added $500 million to the department in order to fund a faster processing of visa applications. Mr Albanese also lamented that the previous administration left a backlog of almost 1 million pending cases. I must say that we uh, inherited a situation which was even worse than we anticipated. Uh, The government weren't transparent about the fact that there were almost a million people in that queue. And that's had a real impact on skill shortages. It's also having an impact on families for family reunion. Anthony Albanese has also commented on the federal budget, saying it reflected responsible economic management at the right time and that it would protect the Australian people. Mr Albanese talked about a long-term vision. We haven't played short-term politics with this. Uh, What we've done is, is put in place measures that will grow the economy, that will make it more resilient, while providing cost of living relief in a way that doesn't put upward pressure on inflation and damage the economy. The federal budget put an emphasis on housing affordability with $10 billion for the new Housing Australia Future Fund and plans to deliver 30,000 social homes. The budget also plans more affordable homes being built over five years. Emma Greenhalgh, CEO of National Shelter, found it very positive that housing becomes central in the budget but lamented the limited immediate impact for renters. 
probably the the one thing that we would have liked to have seen uh, some responses on relates to renting. Um, we would have liked to have seen some more immediate uh, responses to renters who are in housing stress. Joel Dignam, executive director of Better Renting, found that the budget under found the budget underwhelming despite a positive shift in the role of the government in the role the government plays in affordable housing. This government has really focused on options around supply uh, and then noting the importance of social and affordable housing, and that, that is positive. Unfortunately, it clearly is a bit of a taboo for governments to look at the demand-side subsidies. In the meantime, opposition leader Peter Dutton said the federal government's budget is embarking on a transition to renewable energy, which is too rapid. In the newly handed down budget, $20 billion is set to go towards upgrades to the electricity grid, $500 million towards reducing transport emissions, including electric vehicles and charging stations, and $100 million towards new energy apprenticeships. Mr. Dutton has told the ABC the plans are not sustainable. Now, we all support a reduction in emissions and a credible pathway to do that. We all support an introduction of renewables into the system. But the government's talking about rolling out 28,000 kilometres of poles and wires. It's not going to happen. In Germany, they stopped it. Health insurer Medibank says the hackers behind the massive data breach had access to the personal data of all 4 million of its customers. And the number affected is likely to grow with Medibank confirming customers of its offshoot AHM and international student customers also had their data breached. Medibank chief executive David Koshka has called the breach a terrible crime. I apologise unreservedly to our customers. This is a terrible crime. This is a crime designed to cause maximum harm to the most vulnerable members of our community. Our priority is to continue working to understand the specific data that has been taken for each of our customers so that we can contact them directly to let them know. A human rights campaigner supporting the LGBTIQA plus community says he was arrested with a colleague in Qatar after a peaceful protest. Peter Thatchell, himself a gay man, says state security held him for almost an hour and police deleted protest images and video. The Australian-born activist says he was interrogated about his travels and ordered to continue on to Sydney, expressing disappointment in the Qatari government. Homosexual activity is a criminal offence in Qatar. India has reacted to the appointment of Rishi Sunak as Prime Minister of the United United Kingdom as he is the first person of Indian ascent to lead the UK. Prime Minister Narendra Modi sent his warmest congratulations to Rishi Sunak, whom he referred to as a living bridge of UK Indians. Former Foreign Minister Kunwar Natwa Singh called his nomination a historic event and said change has taken place in the United Kingdom. Opposition politician Shashi Tharoor also commented on the new leader. They have outgrown their racism. They have shown a tremendous willingness to absorb and admit people of other religious faiths. And on top of that, they have looked at merit and not age or experience in deciding that he was the right man at a time of economic crisis, somebody with the right financial background and experience. Rishi Sunak is also the youngest British Prime Minister in two centuries. 
Senegal's president, Macky Sall, talked in his capacity as chairman of the African Union to declare that Africa is not against Ukraine. Mr. Sall has headed the Pan-African organization since the 5th of February, shortly before Russia invaded Ukraine. He has held talks with both Moscow and Kiev to try and alleviate the impact of the war on the African continent, which has been strongly impacted by the disruption of Ukrainian grain exports. Speaking at the Dakar Forum to an assembly of leaders and experts on Africa, Makisal seeks to dispel concerns that many African countries would be on Russia's side because they adopt a neutral stance on the crisis that is perceived as benefiting Moscow. One shouldn't be under the impression that African peoples are not sensitive to the situation of Ukraine, Makisal said. But he reminded that Africa is still facing terrorism and pandemics that need international attention. And to sport, Australian all-rounder Marcus Stoinis has starred with Australia's first ever 2020 half-century, taking his side to a comfortable seven-wicket win over Sri Lanka last night at the T20 World Cup in Perth. Stoinis finished with 59 not out of 18 balls to hand the victory to Australia, chasing Sri Lanka's 6-2-6 for 157 with 21 balls to spare. After a thumping at the hands of New Zealand last weekend, Stoinis' power heating gave Australia's net run rate a much-needed boost to keep their T20 World Cup title defence alive. The Aussies now turn their attention to facing England at the Melbourne Cricket Ground on Friday night. And now having a look at the weather around the country, Brome, a partly cloudy day, 31, Perth, mostly sunny, 22, Adelaide, a shower or two, 18 degrees, Melbourne, much the same, 21, Hobart, rain, possibly heavy falls, 16, Albury, Wodonga, cloudy, 18, Canberra, a shower or two, 21, Wollongong, mostly sunny, 25, Sydney, sunny, 27, Newcastle, sunny as well, top of 29, Brisbane, mostly sunny, 32, Townsville, partly cloudy, Cloudy 33, Cairns partly cloudy 35, Alice Springs sunny day ahead 36 degrees, Darwin possible storm 34, and the Torres Strait Islands sunny day ahead and a top of 32 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News. Want to hear more stories like this? Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. 